What's going on, everybody, and welcome into another edition of B-Shape Daily. My name is Brendan Schaefer, joining you here on Saturday, May 22nd. Is Once again, it's after midnight, but we'll be breaking down Friday night's game against the Chicago Cubs as the St. Louis Cardinals. Boy, this was an ugly one, folks, and it didn't have to be this way. It wasn't ugly for much of the contest. For the first six innings of this one, you couldn't ask for a better ball game, a better environment at Bush Stadium where capacity had been increased. We know, of course, it's going to full capacity by June 14th. But tonight, as the Cardinals welcomed the Cubs, they added about 10,000 to their previous season high, a couple of 14,000 games against the Pirates. I believe that was already expanded capacity, if I'm not mistaken. But understandably, Tuesday-Wednesday games against the Pirates aren't going to draw in general as much as a weekend contest against the Chicago Cubs will draw. And so we saw that play out tonight with 24,000-plus fans in the stands at Busch Stadium. And as I mentioned, for a while, they were seeing a pretty good contest. Cubs got out early on Carlos Martinez. First pitch of the game, first pitch in 600 days at Busch Stadium in the Cardinals-Cubs rivalry is sent over the fence by Jock Peterson. Probably not the way Carlos Martinez wanted to start off this game, to start off his stint off of the injured list after being on the shelf for a couple of weeks. But from there, Carlos really settled in nicely and ended up, despite having a few hit-by-pitches, which was kind of bizarre, he had three in this game, but otherwise was pretty sharp and, and generally able to get the job done, right? We just look at the results and say, another outing, six innings, two earned runs. The path that you take to get there isn't always so much as important as your ability to pitch through some jams that you might create for yourself. And with regard to hit-by-pitches, he certainly did that with three of those, but only walked one batter and gave up just four hits. So all in all, a pretty productive day for Carlos. Again, when you consider the fact that the first pitch he threw left the yard after that one, he was pretty solid. You know, outside of that pitch, six innings, one run. So was able to get the job done and got it done pretty efficiently, right? This is kind of back to what we saw from him in a few of those starts before the previous one in which he was probably injured. He was open about the fact that injured the ankle on a celebration for the Jack Flaherty home run the day before and kind of pitched through the pain because he didn't want to have to scratch his start or skip it. And then after the fact, they come to realize, yeah, maybe that's not the best idea. The performance wasn't there for Carlos in that previous start before he hit the IL. And it just makes sense to go ahead and shelve him if, if you know, 10 to 15 days is going to be what you need to get back to the productive, healthy player you were before. There's no reason to risk that. There's no reason to go out there compromised. And whether the communication should have maybe happened before he took the start, perhaps compromised in the previous outing, as he then mentioned, uh, that's a discussion for another day. But in general, I think the right move to go ahead and shelve him thereafter and came back tonight and looked healthy again, looked like he was able to, to, to produce and land his pitches the way that you'd want to see. And so if, if again, we, we wondered maybe what the difference was and talked about could that have been the case that pitching injured in that game is what caused his performance to dip. I think he gave up five earned runs in five innings or something like that. And so if that's, if that's the change and now he's back to the Carlos that we saw in the two or three previous outings before that, I, that's a great boost for the Cardinals rotation. And obviously we, we can have that conversation every time a guy pitches and say, oh, he's back or he's not. And with Carlos, I think the tendency in particular is to be a little bit reactionary to each start. But if you throw out the one uh, in which he was injured, I, I think there's an argument to be made that he's been making some positive progress over the, the, the previous four or so outings that he's had. 
very good sign for the Cardinals' rotation. But an element of this team that you should maybe be a little concerned about is the bullpen. And I'm not talking about the horses that you typically see when the Cardinals are leading a game late. Alex Reyes, Giovanni Gallegos, and Genesis Cabrera from the left side. I'm not talking about those guys because none of them pitched in this game for the Cardinals tonight, a game which ended 12-3 in favor of the Cubs, right? So we talked about 2-2 after 6, really good ball game. Even after the 7th in a 4-3 contest, you're feeling okay. The Cubs strike in the top of the 7th as they get into the Cardinals' bullpen. Not a great night for Ryan Helsley, who has been previously uh, pretty solid over the last couple few weeks. Had an inning pitched, gave up two earned runs, walked two in the inning. You saw the sharpness with the two strikeouts, but he was just kind of all over the place with the command and not able to get the job done to to keep that game tied right where the Cardinals wanted it. Really good to see Dylan Carlson come through in the bottom of that seventh inning to kind of say, hey, we're the Cardinals and we're here to to win this rivalry, and so we're going to come right back at you after our bullpen coughs one up. Cardinals put together a little bit of a rally, and the way I I phrased it on Twitter, I believe, I said with his RBI base hit through the right side of the infield that Dylan spits on the shift. He basically spits on it and says, I'm not worried about it. I'm going to hit the ball hard where you're not, right through the the wickets on the right side of the infield for a base hit that, that gave the Cardinals a run and put him within a run of tying the game back up. Unfortunately, Paul Goldsmith not able to come through as the next batter, and so from there, the Cardinals trail 4-3, to three, but even in that situation, you say, okay, we went to Ryan Helsley, and that's pretty much always typically the guy that they look to go to in those tie game situations, or maybe you're, you're even trailing by a run. He's kind of in that next class of reliever out of the bullpen to say he's not necessarily one of our leverage guys at full strength. Uh, you know, we trust him in those situations. He's obviously pitched in those spots before when the Cardinals have needed him because you can only throw Alex Reyes, Giovanni Gallegos, Genesis Cabrera so many times as we're, we're going to get to with the conversation with Mike Schilt after the game about why he used the bullpen the way that he did tonight. Kind of reverse engineering this right now. Okay, you've used Ryan Helsley. Didn't work out, but even still after the seventh inning, you're within a run. How do you approach the eighth in a game that you're not leading, and now at this point you're not even tied? Certainly it's there for the taking, but you, you have to consider the route you want to go. And the route Mike Schilt decided tonight was to go Cody Whitley, Tyler Webb. It's a very similar formula to the one that the Cardinals used the other night in their in their most recent game against the Pirates because they had the off day on Thursday. So Wednesday against Pittsburgh, you've got this big lead. You don't want to waste your leverage relievers in that spot. So, okay, let's go ahead and trust guys like Cody Whitley, Tyler Webb, and Middle Relief to kind of handle the parts of the lineup that they're supposed to be able to handle. In Whitley's case, he's never been a very splitty guy. And so as a righty out of the bullpen, Mike Schultz, trust him to get the job done then when he doesn't it sets up nicely for Tyler Webb maybe get to face a couple of lefties in there and so he tries to come in to clean things up the other night that didn't pan out as Webb was not able to get the job done to to hold those inherited runners off of the scoreboard made it a much closer game than you'd like to see on Wednesday Cardinals do eventually take that W as they bring in some of their their bigger horses Cabrera Reyes toward the end of that game to, to lock things down okay You get the day off on Thursday, flash forward to Friday. What's the status of the bullpen? Well, everybody got the day off on Thursday, and so you feel like it's it's well-rested. However, Mike Schultz thinking, okay, we're not winning this game. At this point, I've used Helsley, and it didn't pan out, which actually put us in a position where we're still within striking distance, but we are trailing right now. 
And the formula for Mike Schilt pretty consistently when trailing has not been to, as he called it tonight, chase games. Hasn't been to go to Cabrera, go to Gallegos, go to Reyes in a game that you're not already in the lead. And at some point, you do have to trust the other guys in your bullpen. The problem right now, though, for the Cardinals, the other guys in the bullpen have not necessarily, of late, uh, proven that, that they deserve or have earned that trust. And it's the same formula that we talked about on Wednesday. They go to it tonight. Cody Whitley with Tyler Webb backing him up. And once again, and maybe to a worse extent than we saw on Wednesday, because that game the Cardinals were able to win and, and limit the damage to some extent. Tonight, that really wasn't the case. The floodgates opened completely and unforgivingly against the Cardinals' bullpen this evening as eventually the Chicago Cubs get their eight runs in the eighth inning to win this game 12-3. to I mean, when you have two guys throw to as many batters as Whitley and Webb threw to, and you only record one out in total, that is hard baseball to watch. And if you were watching the eighth inning, you know that. It was. It was difficult to watch as the Cardinals went from a, a contested game in a really raucous environment to a blowout that they, I mean, you just, the guys in the, the kind of the middle class of this bullpen finding it a tremendous struggle to get outs right now. And that's just not something you can live with over the course of a season if you want to be competitive. Because look, it's great to win the games you're leading late and you, you find ways to, to hold on in those games. That's a great formula if you have a lockdown back end of your bullpen. But it can't go that way every game. Sometimes you're going to be fighting and clawing and scratching in those middle to late innings. And that's where you've got to count on those those guys who are not your your A team. You know, you're not your top line, not your your squad that you know is the, is the one you're going to call upon to lock down games that are already in hand. It's those guys that that can really you know make or break a season because you're, you can find ways to steal games, and, and that can really add up in the standings, especially we talk about got to win the games within the division. Well, the Cardinals are beating up on the Pirates. That's great. Everybody should. You know, the Cardinals playing well enough against the Brewers and Reds. The Cubs, this is the first time you're seeing them this year, and, you know, it's just one game, but you, you want to be able to take advantage of, of those games against them, especially if they're kind of coming into their own a little bit right now and could maybe prove that they're more of a challenger for the division than we had previously thought. Like I've said, the, the Brewers, to me, are the team to watch. But right now, the Cubs are rounding into form and, and potentially, especially if they get enough of a contribution from these younger pitchers that are beginning to fill out their rotation. I mean, tonight you saw Kyle Hendricks. You knew he would be pretty tough on the Cardinals. But you talk about the the other guys in this rotation, some of which the Cardinals will see later this week, or this weekend, I should say. Uh, you know, if, if they can find those guys hitting their stride, the Cubs have a lineup. They've got a they've got a group of guys, and they could definitely make a run uh, toward a postseason berth. I don't know about the division, but anything's possible. Certainly, if you're beating up on the on the leader the way they did tonight in the St. Louis Cardinals. But again, the way in which they were able to accomplish that was going at the middle relief core of the Cardinals and being unrelenting in that situation in the eighth. I mean, you look at the the, the lines for these pitchers. You give up a base hit here, you give up a walk there, you you know, you know try to make something happen, then you get an error, and it's like if you're already allowing contact and, and allowing base hits and giving up free passes, anytime an error is thrown into the mix, that really can kind of accelerate a crooked number in an inning, and that's exactly what it did in this situation. But errors are going to happen, and you have to try to find ways to pitch around them, and, and right now it's just not happening for those middle relievers for the Cardinals. And then you had Seth Elledge come in and try to finish things out and, and pretty much – he didn't have it either, gave up four hits and a walk. 
uh, but he kind of had to wear it at that point because it was a blowout. And, you know, how many pitchers are you going to use in a game that at this point, you know, is you're going to be on the downside. It's not the comeback is not in the cards. So they had Elledge finish out that inning, and, and it was Ponce de Leon in the ninth who could potentially see his role kind of shift in this bullpen. He's been like break-in-case-of-emergency guy, maybe for multiple innings. Tonight, it was you got to have somebody throw, finish off the game in the ninth, and it was Ponce de Leon. Looked good. I mean, rel- it was all relative, but had a, had a scoreless inning. So didn't give up a hit or a walk. So could Ponce de Leon kind of work his way into – Instead of the the under glass reliever, long reliever, maybe he's a guy that they're willing to use in in those situations where they tonight went to Whitley, and you know Cody Whitley has had a pedigree as, as a minor leaguer, came up had a really impressive spring last year where we're coming into the, the 2020 season we thought this guy's going to be you know he's going to have a role and he could definitely contribute he looked really good last spring in 2020 but then COVID happens. He ends up getting COVID, ends up going through kind of another physical situation with an injury that he was dealing with while he was on the IL anyway. And so he didn't really make it back until the end of the year. You kind of have to write all that off. There's not a lot of a way to make an impact that he had last year. And so it just kind of was what it was. Came into this year, and you thought maybe this is the year that he kind of takes hold of a, if not a leverage role, but at least being able to show himself as a reliable middle guy. And until tonight, he wasn't. He wasn't awful, but I mean, the last two outings that he's had, I should say, uh, really have have painted a, a, a number on his season that hasn't been as as kind. He's at a six point five two ERA right now. Over the last couple of games, hasn't been able to record any outs. Has given up five earned runs, or I should say four earned runs. Was charged with both of them on Wednesday, and then had had two earned tonight with one unearned. So that's definitely a quick way to. Like I said, do a number on your earned run average. But if you go two games in a row without recording an out as a reliever, you're not necessarily long for this club in the uh, the near future. So I would say I'm going out on a limb here. Wouldn't necessarily expect to see Whitley with the club uh, after by tomorrow night's game, Saturday night, uh, I would think, because he's a guy with options. You probably go go grab a fresh arm. Not that he threw too terribly many pitches, but it's a matter of effectiveness. And, and, and right now, I think it's a spot where because you can, you, you don't lose anything by doing it, you probably swap him out with with a fresher arm. Who it might be, I, I honestly don't know. It would depend on who's pitched down in Memphis. You have to consider that. You don't want to bring up a guy who also maybe threw a lot of pitches tonight. Uh, but I would imagine it would make sense to try to make a move there if you can. Uh, with Whitley, once again, not talking about anything drastic. You don't have to DFA a guy. If he's, got, if he's got options, you say, all right, hasn't been Whitley's week. Go down. Here's what you need to work on. Move from there. So I anticipate maybe a move would, would go with that. Seth Elledge, though, is, is kind of in another category as well where you could, you know, he, he threw more pitches, obviously, than Whitley. So if you wanted to, if you weren't going to kind of jettison both in the same day, you might go ahead and keep Whitley if he's got a little bit of a fresher arm, if you're really talking about who's just available to pitch. Uh, Seth Elledge had to wear this one, face more batters, through more pitches. So he would be a, a candidate as well uh, to, to be replaced in, in the short term where they where they need innings out of, the, out of the bullpen. Again, 17 games, 17 days is, is another stretch that they're in right now. And when you start that out, I might as well kind of play this before I dive into a little bit more on where the bullpen and, and things could be heading from here. Going to play for you Mike Schultz's explanation for why he went the way that he went. I alluded to it a little bit already, but to give you the opportunity to hear it from the manager himself, 
people ask these questions. Why would you go with this guy instead of that guy, et cetera, et cetera? And a lot of times, as armchair quarterbacks, we make it you know sound easier than it is. But Mike Schilt talking about the long-range planning, I think, would give a little bit more insight into his mindset. Doesn't mean you have to agree with the man for the way he went with it, but I think it does at least explain you know what the thought process is there and the, the reason that the Cardinals go the way they go in certain situations. So it was Katie Wu of The Athletic that asked him about it tonight, and you'll hear her question and, and Mike's answer as to why he went the way he went with the bullpen in a game the Cardinals certainly had a chance to win, and then after some of those decisions not panning out with the, the middle relief core, not getting the job done, you'll kind of hear his explanation for uh, what went into that decision. Mike, were Cabby and, and Gallegos available tonight? Yes. What uh, went into the decision-making to, to go with Whitley and, and Webb first off? Um, I can't pitch him every night. <laughs> that goes into the decision. I mean, you know, if we're down in a game, I mean, we tie it, we go to Helsley. It's a guy we used to hide our head. Um, you know, those are the guys we used to bring it home. And, um, you know, we're down a run and, you know, we have to be able to pitch other guys to hold it there. We can't go to the same guys every night because we chase games like that. You know, we just we can't use the same three or four guys. I appreciate and understand the question, but um, you know, I know we're only down a run, and but we need to be able to get contribution and outs from from other people to hold it down, hold it close. And then another little clip we'll play for you was Derek Gould of the Post Dispatch asking, kind of of the idea that the only way to figure out if any of these middle relief types can elevate themselves into. The, the next leverage reliever, right? Like prove themselves in a lesser role to be able to establish themselves in, in a bigger one is to give them the chance to do that. And I think Mike Schultz, been, you, you've seen him doing this with Cody Whitley the last couple of days and definitively right now not panning out. But wanted to play that little clip for you that, again, I think this gives good insight into the way the Cardinals view the, the, the formation and the way they establish how their bullpen roles come together. It's 100% accurate. That's right. Because you think about it, that's what Cabby did. That's what Geo did. Um, that's what Alex did. That's how you groom your bullpen. And, you know, it also allows you to be able to, when those guys are down, there's going to be days, which they are, you know, you reel off a couple in a row uh, like we have, and you have to go to your guys to bring it home, then somebody's down. So it backfills the bullpen. And um, somebody's got to be able to pitch and bring that home. And, you know, there's there's um, there's a way that gets done. And, you know, like I said, Cabby started off not in a higher level situation, started out and has earned and pitched, to your point, in those situations. And then you, you, you progress him into the, you know, more of the role he's in now, you know, similar to Alex last year. You know, we kind of went back to Jordan a little bit in similar regard this year, you know, because Jordan was that guy that, was pitching tight or a little behind or a little ahead in the sixth um, and doing a nice job, by, by the way. So um, anyway, you get the you get the point how it works. So the Cardinals are in a position now where that next crop of guys is not – they're not quite sure who that is right now. They, they've got guys where they hoped it would be them, you know. They've, they've given Junior Fernandez some opportunities, uh, mixed results. They've given Cody Whitley some opportunities – Obviously, the results haven't been even so mixed as of late. They've just been rough. And Tyler Webb from the left side is another conversation. I mentioned that you're looking at Seth Elledge. You're looking at potentially Cody Whitley to to be options to be moved. 
on the Memphis shuttle after after tonight's performance on Friday. What the Cardinals will do exactly remains to be seen. We'll certainly find it out on Saturday. But from the left side, I don't know if you have a great answer because with Tyler Webb, that situation is different because he is out of options and he's somebody who has contributed at a meaningful level for this bullpen in multiple years preceding this one. And is a guy that Mike Schilt had shown a lot of trust in. And for a while, that trust was reciprocated. I know that Webb has maybe not been the most prominent name from the Cardinals bullpen that would come to your mind over the last couple of years. But when you look at the number of appearances that he had and the the ERA pretty solid and and just the number of games in which he was able to get his job done, he was that guy that uh, in trailing situations, if you had lefties coming up, Mike Schilt was going to Tyler Webb, you know, trailing or tied. And occasionally he would work his way into opportunities where he would get a little bit higher leverage. Maybe it's tied or you're you're up by a run in the fifth or sixth or seventh inning even. And and he would come into some fireman roles. And, and his usage expanded as he proved that you could put more on his plate and he would be able to handle it. And he'd have games where he didn't pitch well and would blow up. And every reliever has those games, so you don't want to judge a guy by those. Judge him by the body of work. Tyler Webb's body of work, as as I mentioned, I remember in the first podcast uh, after the regular season began when he had a game against Cincinnati on opening day where Tyler Webb comes in. I believe it was in relief of Jack Flaherty or maybe later in the game, but he got him out of a jam. And I said, you know, got to give Tyler Webb some credit. Underrated guy out of this bullpen. Well, hasn't played out that way really since then. And now you're between a rock and a hard place because you've got a guy who, you know, and we've seen this in the past with, with Cardinals relievers that have trust, they have a role, and then suddenly they just aren't able to get guys out and the manager has a hard time grappling with how to handle that. And at some point we've seen, you know, Jonathan Broxton, there have been examples of this where at at certain points the front office kind of takes it out of your hands. The situation here, though, with Webb, and I'm not saying it's come to that, that's not for me to decide, but you don't really have from the left side a lot of other quality options. Bernardo Flores is a guy that we've seen called up within the last couple of weeks. He's left-handed. You know, maybe that's the route you go where you say, look, if we if we feel like we need a lefty and we don't feel like the one we've got is working, you know, you, you maybe take that risk. You could expose a guy to waivers, and, and you hope probably that he stays within the organization, but you know that, that it doesn't always work out that way. And that's just the business of baseball, and sometimes you do have to make those decisions. Like I said, not for me to decide – We'll see the direction the Cardinals go. I know where a lot of the fans would like them to go uh, because it's been a rough go of it lately for Tyler Webb, whose ERA is now north of a dozen. So it's not been pretty. I'm not I'm not mincing any words here. I'm not trying to pull punches. It's just, you know, you, you do have to recognize that these are are decisions that, that are made with the, some weight and gravity to them because guys been with the organization for several seasons, and for whatever reason this season, it's just not going his way. So... If you do reach that that breaking point, uh, another way you could go is there an injury? Is there something you could you, you could find a room for him on the IL to to maybe try to work things out in Memphis without having to expose him to waivers? I'm not saying that's uh, something that you know unless if there's a real injury there, by all means. Otherwise, I'm not saying that, that that's something you can do or is, is has happened. I you know, but we we all can use our imaginations on that a little bit. But it, it, you know, maybe there is something there that they can they they discover that with Web. Okay, here's here's something that a couple of weeks of rest could maybe get his strength to where it needs to be, and then you could test that out at a, at a lower leverage situation like Memphis, if if it were to come to that. 
Otherwise, though, you, that's that's kind of where you're looking at if, if you're the Cardinals. And, and certainly, you know, for, for the role that he's filled in the past for this bullpen, I don't think the Cardinals would just be too quick to want to give up on him. But at some point, you do have to find guys in, in the middle innings of the, the bullpen that you can trust after your your first three or four names. And uh, from the left side, Andrew Miller not quite ready to be back yet. He wasn't looking very very great either before he went on the injured list, but had an injury. You know, had maybe an explanation for why some of the, the struggles were going on. And so when he gets back, you know, see what that looks like. But for right now, you either... Stick with Tyler Webb. You, you you try to to call up somebody. You make a trade for somebody. We've seen trades being made across the game. I I said May is typically a little too early for the Cardinals to to do any action. Same thing for June. Historically, I looked this up. They you know they don't make very many trades before July. Maybe this is an ex- exception if they can find a lefty on the market that they think can help them right now. You know, no time like the present. But I do think there's infrastructure within the organization to say help could be on the way from the left-handed side if you want to wait on Andrew Miller. If you want to assume that that Tyler Webb is not going to struggle to this extent uh, for the rest of the season, you know, all these things are possibilities, and I'm sure things that the Cardinals internally are discussing right now. It's just a matter of which way they want to go with it. But when so many guys, you know, different names from the bullpen all at once are having trouble, uh, it certainly puts puts more of a target on the problem to say, hey, action may be required to to, to fix it rather than just sitting there and hoping that one or two of these guys can round into form, and then it looks a little better than than it does right now. We'll have to wait and see what it is that the Cardinals decided to do about it. I would imagine that when you use this many arms, there's going to be a move. Uh, but we know one thing. The Cardinals have got to make a move to bring Michaelis back in the first place. And so by doing that, you figure uh, Mike Schultz did say, you know, somebody from the bullpen, there's going to be a move. He didn't say who, and he didn't say if there'd be multiple. He, he was asked. Rick Hummel kind of asked those questions, and, you know, got to answer the first one, not really so much to the second one as to whether there'd be multiple moves uh, sent off the roster to, to kind of change out that bullpen a little bit. It's definitely possible that there would be, and certainly plausible that there would be, just not entirely sure uh, which direction the Cardinals want to go. You think about lefties, I, I to answer the next question, I, I don't think uh, Matthew Libertor, Zach Thompson, I think it's a little bit early uh, to be trying to thrust those guys into bullpen roles, but... You know, if this is happening in mid-June or, or July, certainly that maybe wouldn't surprise me. Say, hey, lefties, let's get them, let's get them going, and see what some of these uh, high, highly touted prospects can do. I, I think it's a little early for that. I, Cardinals fans would probably like to see it, um, but if I'm anticipating, I don't know that we're going to quite see that just yet. But I wanted to mention it just because it may have been a thought on some people's minds when you say lefties. It's like, well, I know of a couple of lefties in the organization that. You know, theoretically, and I haven't even been following too closely to see how their their starts to their season and, and the minors have been going. I know both of them had maybe a little bit of a hiccup, but then uh, bounced back, if I recall correctly. So, you know, we'll kind of see what what the timeline looks for those guys. But um, otherwise, it'll just be a little bit of wait and see and then react uh, on Saturday to what the Cardinals' moves are. We know, though, Miles Michaelis will make his return to the rotation. A pretty good one, I would I would argue, tonight for Carlos Martinez after his injury. So, We'll see if Michaelis, after obviously a much longer layoff, is able to experience a similar a similar level of success. You'd like to see more offense, though, tomorrow night than what the Cardinals gave Carlos Martinez tonight with just the three runs. Uh, didn't dive too much into the offense tonight because it really was the bullpen, the, the reason that this was uh, 
was a laugher by the end of it. So we'll see if the Cardinals can bounce back on Saturday with a little bit better of a performance. I believe the game will be on Fox. It's a night game. So uh, hopefully you get a chance to listen to this podcast beforehand. If not, you can lump them all together at the end of the weekend for a nice little recap. Appreciate you guys, though, for taking a listen to this episode of B-Shape Daily. We'd love to have you subscribe, as always. You can go to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts to find us. And uh, make sure you hit the subscribe and the like button, leave a review, all that good stuff. I like to, to see the ratings numbers go up. Uh, unless you're going to leave a bad rating, then don't don't rate it at all because I don't, I don't want to hear about that. I'm just kidding. Appreciate you guys once again, though, and we will talk to you next time on B-Shape Daily.